Hi everyone and welcome back to the FreightWave Sales and Marketing Summit. Today we are asking the question, how important is it for you and your supply chain company to have strong industry analyst relationships? How do those relationships pay off over time and how do you measure the success of those relations as well? Today we have probably the best guest to answer these questions for us. We're joined by Will Haraway, co-founder and chief content creator for Lead Coverage. Thank you, Will, for joining us. I'm excited to dive into this topic. It is always a pleasure to talk to you, ma'am. Always. <laughs> thank, well, thank you so much. And, and as well with you. And uh, the reason I think you're perfect for this topic is because of how you, you started in supply chain. Can you tell us about your time in supply chain analyst relations and how you feel like it's changed, especially over time? For sure. Yeah. Um, started, you know, I, I've been in supply chain for, I'm going to date myself and say 25 years. If, if you couldn't tell by the gray hairs on this video, 25 years in supply chain. So I've you know, seen a lot, but um, when I started, um, really started working in warehouse management and that sort of led me to Manhattan Associates. And the reason I bring up Manhattan Associates is because they were a classic in the sense of the early 2000s, best of breed supply chain company, you know? And, um, and and so when I say that, it's like back then it was like Manhattan Associates, Oracle, um, Red Prairie and JDA, which is obviously now Blue Yonder, you know, and, the, and, and back then they had supply chain platforms, right? And so like when you would do, and I started doing public relations and marketing and analyst relations for Manhattan Associates, and back then, you would go through your entire platform to figure out who the right analyst to talk to was, you know, Gartner and Forrester and, you know, Yankee Group. Now I'm really dating myself when I say Yankee Group for those out there. But anyway, uh, like they don't even exist. But but um, but like back then, the, all of those best of breed companies, they had, you know, a, uh, a, a carrier uh, platform. They had an inventory optimization platform. A, a, a distribute order, a distribute order management platform, obviously a warehouse management and a transportation, uh, trans, a TMS, translation management solution. All they all had these things within their platform, and so for me, it was great education with this. Uh, and, and from doing analyst relations, you know, you would talk to all of the different people. You know, Dwight Clappich, who was actually still at Gartner, still the same, you know, WMS sort of expert that that he that he was then that he is today. Um, and on down the line, and it would it would really help you learn. And uh, it also, you know, it was it was sort of all very condensed. But what happened in the two thousands was the cloud. It, it 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 democratized everything. It liberated everything, and it and it me it meant that all of these pieces that used to live on a platform, and then those companies would then you know they would put those solutions on premise they would put them on your site where your headquarters was and that's where it would work with your with your your different clients and they would bring in clients and charge maintenance and do training and the whole bit so all that flew out the window and these pieces could now live on the cloud and companies were created around the pieces so instead of having one plot you would buy one you know supply chain solution and get all the different things that you needed now you could go get a, a cloud-based inventory optimization system, or a cloud-based, a crowd, pardon me, a cloud-based uh, uh, digital freight broker, and on down the line, which completely opened up the market and sort of established us where we are today. That that's probably been the biggest change uh, in analyst relations for sure. 
Yeah, a huge uh, technology point for pretty much our whole economy and one that I think is finally uh, over the last five years or so caught wind even greater in our industry as well. A lot of great technologies have come out of that. And now looking at the analyst relations program, why is it important for a company to have one in place? And, and what's the right time to even start looking at uh, applying that as well? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, when, when companies come to us, and what was interesting, like, just going back to, you know, when I left Manhattan Associates and started my own company, it was actually a lot of the people that I had worked with or had worked against that had been at, at Red Prairie and just had started. Those people kind of came and formed their own companies within those, you know, whatever their if they were the product manager for warehouse management, then they would go to a warehouse management, you know, points solution company. And then they would they would call and ask me those questions like, hey, Will, what am I supposed to do now? And it would be as simple as like, well, you know, what's your roadmap? That's what we really need to figure out. Like, what are you trying to release? Um, what is what is your what is your goal for your certainly your company and your specific product? And, and then it, it's really just organization, time and attention. And, and you really want to get in, find the right universe within your within whatever you're doing, you know, could be warehouse, could be inventory, could be, you know, obviously retail, which goes on and on. And we were talking before that we, we recorded that NRF is this week. And a lot of those retail analysts, you know, are all at the Javits Center in New York right now. And a lot of the companies that we're talking about with your analyst relations program are trying to have meetings with them on site. And, you know, which is sort of a free meeting, you know, as opposed to, you know, as opposed to getting involved in, in a program. But um, but it, it really just depends on on where you are in your product cycle and if you're ready to engage, you know, and when you're ready to engage, anybody can do a vendor briefing with Gartner. Anybody can do a vendor briefing with, you know, with uh, with, with Forrester and, and, and all of the different analyst, uh, analyst firms that are out there. You know, you don't have to you don't have to be a a client at that point. Now, eventually you will need to be one, but you can start that conversation when you are ready. And that's, that's, that's the key. And then you'll, that helps you understand, you know, what they're, what coverage they've had so far, what your competitors are doing in the space, where they rank, and just sort of really what your goals are. Like if, if, if your space already has something like a, you know, a Forster wave or a magic quadrant or a value matrix or whatever, and that's your goal, that's terrific. But sometimes those things haven't even been established. So sometimes that's actually even better, to be honest. It's better when you can uh, you're, you're sort of ahead of the game and then you can figure out like, OK, which analysts might be interested in this sort of subset of this product that's that's within their, let's just say, transportation management space. And w once upon a time, they wanted to talk about parcel, you know, within transportation management. So they would go and talk to that group. And just network through it until they found the right people and and then work with those guys and just build those relationships, because that's really what you're trying to do is is build the relationships as you go. And if the relationship's not working, just sort of look for a recommendation for somebody else. So it's a lot like sales, to be honest, which is which is partly what, what I like the most about it, to be honest. Yeah, and you even you brought up the the term when you're ready to engage, right? And actually have that back and forth. And I think maybe companies, uh, I, I'm coming up with that roadmap first, right? And figuring out how you're going to engage with it was probably really smart. And knowing 
of course, that at some point you have to uh, look into this relationship is, is one thing, but to actually say, no, I'm going to come to the table, be serious about this relationship and, uh, and know exactly what my goals are as a company is a, probably a huge part as well. And you did bring up a couple of companies and I think probably the most well-known in our space is clearly, clearly Gardner. Uh, do you always start the conversation with Gardner or is there other places that you should look for, look to first? That, that's usually like with, with lead coverage, that's when people do generally come to us, you know, is, is they have either, um, either someone on their board or sometimes their main competitor has been recognized by Gartner or someone has reached out to them from Gartner specifically. They have, you know, a, a big sales team all around the country and they're always looking for, you know, they're, they're always looking for their, their, their company as well. They're, they're in the sales business as well on their, on their side. So that's when they start to get interested. And, and that's totally fine. I mean, that, that is a good way to start. I mean, they, they are the, the leader. They sort of created the industry, you know, way back when, Mr. Gartner, you know, and uh, and so that, that certainly is a, a good place to start. But but it really isn't the the end of the line for you as, as a company. I mean, certainly it, it's a great place to figure out, you know, where your customers sit Um how what their coverage looks like within the space, you know, how those relationships are looking and then just sort of really figure out, like, again, is your space even being, you know, is it is it being covered? You know, is it do you have an analyst assigned to parcel or, you know, digital freight brokerage or, you know, um, ocean visibility? you can get really deep into the minutiae, like rail visibility and, and on down the line, we could do this for days, you know, certainly drayage and ports. And, and it's just how, how deep within your technology stack do they go? And, and, and certainly what happens a lot of times is people can get frustrated when they don't have either, um, either Gardner doesn't cover it, right. Or they haven't covered it yet, or they just missed whatever cycle it is. Let's say it's a market guide cycle or a, or a, uh, certainly a magic quadrant cycle. And those are generally run for anywhere from 12 to 18, sometimes 24 months. But there are a, a ton of great firms out there. And, and, and uh, that is really where we, we believe that the best move is really to diversify the people that you're talking to. Because if you're talking to different firms, if, you know, then you can, you can find some advocates specifically, sometimes that are you know, a little more agile, you know, move a little faster. I mean, we all know this, right? It's the same in every industry. You know, they, they have less, they have less people, they have less red tape, they have less editors, you know, you know that as, as an editor yourself, you know? Um, and, and sometimes you can find an analyst that is so specific in your market. Like if you are doing supply chain planning for the, you know, the, the cold food market, like so specific, as specific as you could possibly get, right? But there are analysts that have been hired from those spaces to fill those roles. And you can find those at Frost and Sullivan or, you know, the great guys over at Nucleus Research or certainly Forrester or IDC or, you know, any of RSR or any of those, any of those spaces. It just takes getting in and finding them. And sometimes you can use those pieces. You can get on a little bit of a different timeline. So you're not sitting on a, a 12 month or an 18 month timeline before you see like a big result, right? That can be the the, the thing that, that people get anxious because it is, you know, just like anything, it, it, it takes, you know, it, it takes 
it takes time. It takes investment to do this program right. And um, if you can find some other some other avenues, create some coverage, create some momentum, then those things can you know those things can help your pipeline. Those things can help your sales team. They can help you know work with your your public relations. Obviously, Grace, we we work with you a lot in that area. With with and you're always so great with our clients, and and, and we love to you know to be able to get some, you know, get, get like a, uh, sometimes an analyst on online with you as well to talk about something that is sort of happening in the market. That that's actually really the best thing that can, that can happen. And you said, of course, uh, a big part of this is to is building that relationship, but how do you measure the success of it? Uh, everyone wants to know what's the ROI of everything that they're doing within their business. So how do you measure the success of something like this, uh, and, and what's the timelines of that success look like as well? Yeah. So what we always look at is, again, it, it does go back to the relationships and the way that the way that lead coverage, the way we sort of designed our marketing is is to do it like a, like a sales team and, and to look at it like, honestly, like building the same way you would, you would nurture a relationship. And then you have to be really honest about how that relationship is going. Um, and it should be pretty obvious. I mean, like if you're talking to these these analysts, you know, uh, every couple of months, once a quarter, you know, twice a quarter, depending on their coverage cycle. And I mean, you're having a conversation like Grace, you and I are having a conversation. I can tell you how it's going. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, it's been great as always. But, but um, to be able to, Log that, mark it down, you know, assess honestly how, how it's going. And if it's not working and you and, and both sides are like, maybe you're not a fit for their coverage area. Maybe that's just it. You know, maybe, maybe, and, and you're, and you're not going to be. And if they're honest about that, that's terrific. That they're actually doing you a huge favor. And all you really need to do there is just, just keep networking. I and mean, just like networking is king, right? It's the same in the analyst relations community. So we have some proprietary things that we do to sort of measure that. And then with clients, we, 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 we can show them on a, you know, month to month, quarter to quarter basis, just how we believe the program's going so that you can see, you know, how so you can certainly see the progress. Um, coverage is obviously a, a, a great way to tell that because, because coverage is, you know, the market guy comes out, you see where you're, you see, you know, where you are, how you're written about what your, what your focus is. That's all, that's all terrific. Um, but then how you use that coverage is is key. I mean, it, if it's just sitting there, that's great. Tremendous. Right. Uh, Nucleus, Gardner, Forrester, they all have you know relationships on the end user side. They talk to those people in there and that's great. You could potentially get a lead out of that way. That would be that's sometimes how it happens. But it's great to be proactive with that research. Go ahead and do some programs around it. Like, for, you know, I'll give you an example of uh, when it can work you just sort of across the board is like you think about um, the, the robot warehouse marketplace, right? And you think about a scenario like the pandemic and all of a sudden the pandemic happened, you're in the warehouse, safety's an issue. People don't want to work in the, in the warehouse anymore. So now you have, now you have that issue. Um, and then you have the entire world shopping online as their predominant way of shopping for more than two years. That, that takes warehouse technology and robots from being something like, oh, we're going to let's wait till we have a couple of nice quarters in a row and then we'll invest in that to holy crap. I've got to have that now. I've got to have that next 
quarter. So it's so it's then when this you know you're actually the market is looking to the analysts to help them figure out like exactly what they need. Like, what do I need if I'm doing food? What do I, what do I need if I'm doing, you know, uh, if I'm if I'm doing uh, retail and you, you know specific to fashion? Yeah. What am I doing if, if just what is my com- complete niche? What kind of robot do I need? And that's where you know your, your Dwight Clapitch has come in and your Oxay Chanel, you know, from quadrant knowledge, those guys come in and, and can help with that. And when that coverage comes out, um, you you take that and you build a program around it. You build a public relations program around it. You build a lead generation program around it. And um, and these things can help your sales team make those uh, make the find the right customers for them. And that's 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 the obviously we want to measure that as the you know sales is king, leads are king, and and that's what we're all trying to do as a as a as a marketing team. So the other day, it sounds like measurement is really any type of relationship, whereas it's it's, it's two ways, right? They they get to learn from you and improve on their work, and you get to lean on them to figure out what's coming next in the space as well. And I think um, there's no better type of relationship than that. And uh, Will, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been an absolute help. And uh, uh, for everyone out there, enjoy the rest of this summit, and we'll be talking with you soon.